0: Well, the Lord is my shepherd. Who takes care of you? Who do you follow? Who or what do you fall back on when in trouble? Who or what is your shepherd? Is it family or a friend? A husband or wife? Sport? Netflix? Facebook? Instagram? Instagram? or Snapchat, Google Maps even, when things uh, get messy and you get lost, or what about YouTube or Spotify, perhaps money, work, or a super fund, perhaps it's the stock market, maybe it's your control or independence, travel, food, or exercise. The, end, the options are endless. Churchgoer or not, like me, you probably have many shepherds, many objects you rely on to tend your soul. When it all boils down, each sheep really is the shepherd of their own soul. Against such a backdrop, we read the words of a man who tended sheep, a shepherd, the words of the shepherd of Israel, King David, the Lord is my shepherd. That's a personal claim, an affirmation of trust. God's personal name for family, capital L-O-R-D, David claims, is my shepherd perhaps the lord has placed this psalm here before you today so that you might reassess who or what is shepherding you perhaps david's claim for the first time or once once again might become yours can you share his opening words as i am challenged to the lord is my shepherd. Let's pray. Lord, without your help, our ears are closed, our minds darkened and our hearts hard. By the work of your Holy Spirit, soften our hearts, enlighten our minds, open our ears to hear you this morning. Help me to speak your truth accurately, with boldness and clarity. Amen. Test all things, friends. Uh, I was born and bred uh, in Greensboro. As a borough boy, my knowledge of shepherds is nil. If you ask me about the nature of sheep, I'd use words like delicious, (laughs) tender, and best served with gravy and veggies. So in light of my ignorance and probably yours, Let's discover together afresh what the good, great and chief shepherd does and how we, his sheep, must respond. Three points and I'll pray at the end of each one. Number one, the, Lord, the good shepherd provides. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. The good shepherd, the Lord, says David, provides. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know that sheep need grass and water. But take note that the Lord provides green, healthy pastures for the sheep to feed from and quiet waters, the only waters where he knows the sheep will be able to have a good drink. Sheep don't know what's good for them and can't get what's best for them. That's why he makes them lie down and leads them. Perhaps a good way to sum up what the good shepherd is up to can be found in verse 3. He restores my soul. If you can say, like David, the Lord is my shepherd, then expect to be rejuvenated, revived, and restored back to what you should be as he provides for you. Then you can say, along with David, along with the rest of his sheep, I shall not be in want. When the Lord is your shepherd, you'll have everything you need. You may not have everything you want, but you will have everything you need. That means if you don't have something you want, the good shepherd has decided you don't need it. And it also means that if you do have something you don't want, the good shepherd has decided you need it. Either way, be assured that if you are a sheep in the good shepherd's flock, he knows how best to provide for you. And so you can trust him by being content with your circumstances no matter what. Sheep don't provide for themselves, the shepherd provides for each one of them. What does it mean to be a sheep? Well, to trust the shepherd who provides for your every need. How does the good shepherd provide for you today? Well, you tell me. What restores your soul? Perhaps it's his word. In Psalm 19.7, the other week, we read that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Reading, hearing, studying, meditating, singing, and praying the Bible each and every day revives this sheep. What about you? Is your life, your goals, your character, your emotions, your thoughts being renovated, by God's word. God provides His words and thankfully, elder shepherds to feed us with it. Perhaps it's His world. Again, in Psalm 19, David exploded with praise to God for the world he made and enjoyed. God provides moments in nature to revive us and reinvigorate our soul. Perhaps it's His people. Friends, family, or a spouse. Psalm 88 the other week reminded us of how important close relationships are. Without them, the psalmist was in the darkest of places all alone. Relationships are God's provision and restore the soul, a fact all too familiar after so many lockdowns. Why not sit down this afternoon by yourself or as a family And list out with thankfulness all the ways the Good Shepherd has provided for your good. Why not also list out with contentment all the ways your Good Shepherd has withheld certain gifts for your good. He knows what's best for us. Let us not forget, best of all, that the Lord has provided his good shepherd the Lord Jesus I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down the Lord promised he did not spare his own son but gave him up for us behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world he was led like a lamb to the slaughter the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep and took it up again the barrier which separates us from God's sin and its consequences, God's anger removed. Our relationship with God restored. It's because the Lord provided the good shepherd that you and I and David can say, the Lord is my shepherd. This psalm stands as an invitation to own David's words as your own. If you haven't yet, enter into his fold by trusting the Good Shepherd who provided himself as a sacrifice to restore you to God. Meet Susan. She's a hardworking single mum with one daughter, complex family history for which she carries her own scars. She's just started a new job and is paddling hard to stay above water. And send her daughter to a private school. Let's just say she's owned David's words as her own. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What will change in her life? Well, I hope she'll keep going to work, but now with the knowledge that the Lord has provided that job. Perhaps now she'll stop and give thanks to God for all of what she has. Her job, her child, her health her energy, her skills, her home, past and present, future provisions. Not as the fruit of her own labor, but as gifts from God. And not only the small gifts, but the big ones too, like the gift of Jesus. I'd like to think that Susan might put aside time on a Sunday to meet with other Christians and give thanks together, for Jesus. Maybe also her worries might reduce as she casts her cares on him, trusting that he cares for her. Susan knows that if he didn't even spare his own son, then of course he will give her everything and anything she needs. I wonder also if she might look back on her past with a tear in her eye. And remember the many good things the shepherd has withheld from her for her good, to bring her to himself and now to deepen her trust in him. That's Susan's story. What about you? Is your life marked with thankfulness to your shepherd? Do you trust in the shepherd's wisdom to give and withhold? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, you are our good shepherd. We shall not be in want. You provide for our every need, big and small. You especially take care of our greatest ones, like our need for forgiveness, like our need for you. Thank you for sending the good shepherd to lay down his life so that our relationship with you might be restored, so that we might be forgiven. We, your sheep, turn away from providing for our own needs without reference to you and trust you entirely to provide for us this morning. Amen. Point two, the great shepherd guides. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Sheep intuitively wander and go astray, some more than others. They have little sense of direction and they just don't care. They become separated from the flock and isolated. Without a shepherd, sheep get lost. It's up to the Lord as the great shepherd, says David, to guide me. That means if the Lord is your shepherd, you're a follower. He guides, you follow. Along what direction does he guide us? In paths of righteousness. That means the track we are following him on is the right path. It involves living in a way that aligns ourselves with doing what is right as revealed in his word. A sheep in the Lord's flock, as he follows the shepherd, will become more righteous, just like the shepherd. As Psalm 25 says, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth, and teach me. And Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Why does he guide us in that direction? For his name's sake. The Lord's flock bear his name and advertise his reputation. All too often, the paths of righteousness take us into and through the deepest, darkest valley. But remember sheep, the shepherd even there goes ahead and guides. Sheep aren't sent through the valley with best wishes, no, no. When the Lord is your shepherd, he goes first. And here, of all places, deep in the valley, clothed in darkness, David switches from talking about the Lord, he, 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 to talking to the Lord. You, you, you are with me. It's in the valley where this sheep draws closer and comes to appreciate All the more, the shepherd's intimate presence, which has no doubt been there all along. Psalm 88 gives you a taste of just how dark the valley gets. Remember Job's experiences, or the Exodus generation, or those in Jesus' day. It's no wonder this psalm is a favorite for those at death's door. So if the Lord is your shepherd and guides you, how ought you respond? I will fear no evil," says David. The valley is a scary place for a sheep. Sheep are so easily frightened and startled, but in the valley, understandably so, there are real dangers, real predators, but worse still, in the shadows. Your imagination can run wild. Perceived threats can give rise to an overwhelming anxiety rooted in fear. A second time, David speaks to himself about what he will not do. I will not fear evil. Any type, real or perceived, this sheep has decided not to be ruled by a sense of fear in death's shadow. It's the shepherd's presence and particularly the comfort he receives from his rod or staff that puts his heart at ease. Shepherds carry a big stick with them called a crook with a hook in the end. It had many uses. With a crook he could fight off predators like David did. With a crook, he could rescue a sheep that was stuck. With the crook, he could correct the sheep back into line. The crook to a sheep was a symbol of the shepherd's presence and authority. Authority exercised for the care of the sheep. Sometimes tough, sometimes tender, but to this sheep, David, as he heard the crook, tap on the rock in the darkness of the valley, it brought comfort and a reminder that he was not alone. Perhaps you've traveled through a valley or two. Perhaps you're there now, or perhaps you're heading out the other side. Wherever you are, know this, the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus himself, having perfectly Walked the path of righteousness, not only entered the valley of the shadow of death, but walked into death itself. He didn't experience the comfort of the Lord's presence, for at the end he was forsaken, stricken, and smitten, afflicted, pierced, and crushed, scorned, rejected, and despised. He laid down his life. And came out the other side. Why you ask? For his name's sake. We all like sheep had gone astray. Each of us had turned his own way. He searched out the lost sheep of Israel. And bought back the strays just like he said. He went after the one lost sheep like Zacchaeus. And left the 99. And not only Israel but he brought into his flock other sheep not of that pen like you and I too, called by name, listening to his voice, following him, life to the full, one flock under one shepherd for his name's sake. The shepherd who guides you today through the valley has traveled a much darker path. No matter how dark things look, he is by his spirit and through his word now right there, Up front, guiding away. Having walked in your shoes as a sheep, he is able to sympathize with your every fear. And having already traveled to the other side, provides assurance to lead you through. This psalm stands as an invitation to own David's words as your own if you haven't enter into his fold by trusting the great shepherd to guide you through life, death, and life to the full. Meet Jim. Jim's lived life to the full. Since this life is all there is, Jim's made the most of it. Wife, kids, career, travel, Jim's done well for himself until recently. He's just been diagnosed with a rare, aggressive terminal cancer, the type everyone dreads. Or perhaps it's early onset dementia, where you just gradually fade away from the inside. His nightmares have become a reality. All he's lived for has turned to ash. But through the visits of a hospital chaplain, Jim's just come to own David's words as his own. The Lord is my shepherd. I will fear no evil. Previously, he was stricken with depression over the demise of all he holds, dear. He was anxious for the future and uncertain about death himself. Now, realizing that the great shepherd has traveled this way before and leads him on, he feels a growing assurance that all will be okay. He's not alone. Any step of the way, every fear has been conquered Jim recalls Romans 8 often. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This sheep, Jim, in the valley is under the watchful guidance of the shepherd. He calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out to green pastures. That's Jim's story. But what about you? Who sets the direction of your life? Is your life marked by assurance in the shepherd's guidance? Are you convinced that you are inseparable from your shepherd? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, you are our great shepherd. We will fear no evil. You guide us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Even in the valleys, Father, we thank you that Jesus went before us into death itself and out the other side. We turn away from guiding ourselves and admit we are lost and need your help to put us on the right path back to you. Amen. Point three, the chief shepherd protects. Sheep are helpless. A combination of little acceleration and poor speed coupled with short stamina means running is futile. There is no camouflage. There's no poison or sharp teeth. They can't fight. There's no frightening sound to scare away. They don't collaborate. For a united defense, they are soft, fluffy, and delicious. Sheep are an easy meal, a fast food snack, that is, without a shepherd to protect. Verses 5 and 6. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here at the end of the psalm, we find ourselves deep down in the valley with David, determined to fear no evil. Speaking now directly to his shepherd, who is there leading him through, this sheep recounts with greater precision how the Lord protects. You prepare a table before me. It's a present reality. Not a future hope or a distant memory. The Lord sets or spreads a table. An animal skin, hopefully not a sheep's, on the ground filled with food. The table is a picture of fellowship and leisure. He is dining with the Lord, his host, his friend. It's a picture of provision. He has food to eat by the shepherd's hand. It's a picture of peace. There is space to eat with the absence of fear. But more so because it's set in the presence of his enemies. It's a picture of the Lord's protection. When David was on the run, he would just grab what he could, even if it was bread from the temple. But more often than not, he was dependent on the hospitality of others. Time and time again, while on the run, the Lord protected David by giving him something to eat. Say, for example, when Abigail, Nabal's wife, provided a banquet of food in 1 Samuel 25, or when Shobi and his friends supplied David with food when he was pursued by Absalom in 2 Samuel 17. Such is the chief shepherd's protection of his sheep that he is able to spread a picnic rug in the valley. And not just a picnic, but oil too. You anoint my head with oil. How much? My cup overflows. Oil was used for healing wounds and as a perfume. But here, oil signifies an individual that was set apart by God for blessing and prosperity. How much blessing for this sheep under attack? Not sufficient, but abundance. The Lord's protection, next, culminates In a tremendous assurance, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. With the Lord up front, paving the way through the valley, David pictures God's goodness and love like two sheepdogs chasing him behind all his days. When the Lord is your shepherd, you can be certain that all things will work together for your good. When the Lord is your shepherd, you can be certain that his unmerited kindness will continue to show themselves in your life. You can trust the chief, chief shepherd, he has protected you from your enemies. The shepherd laid down his life to protect you from your greatest enemies, Satan, sin and the grave none of which have control or a final say over your life anymore. When the chief shepherd appears, he will vanquish their reign for good and give you the crown of life, safe from thieves, robbers, predators, illness and disease, weather, safe from our own folly. In light of his provision, David shall not fear. In light of his guidance David will not sorry in light of his provision David shall not want in light of his guidance David will not fear and now in light of his protection David will dwell in the house of the Lord forever It's a fact not a wish not a hope but a certainty the house of the Lord used often to describe the temple is code for God's presence. That's where this sheep wants to be and will be with his shepherd forever. Not all the days of my life, but forever. This psalm begins and ends with the Lord, God's name. That is, after all, who this sheep is chasing after and longs to be with. What does it say again of the great multitude in heaven in Revelation, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not be upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away from uh, Wipe away every tear from their eyes. A shepherd at last with his sheep. Meet Tash. She's been a Christian all her life. She's finished, uh, finishing high school, but life has been relentless. Pressures with friendship, self-image, employment, education, and not to mention home as well. But pressures from the inside as well, anger, impatience, unkind words, disappointment, doubt and anxiety. Life, at least at the moment, is no season of refreshment. And yet in the midst of these enemies, some real, some perceived, Tasha's longing to be closer to her shepherd has deepened. Her understanding of Christ's love has grown through her Bible reading, her small group, her local pastors preaching. Through the kindness of others, like her parents, like at youth group or that other church family, the Lord has set a table before her. As she looks back over the valleys, Tash can trace God's kindness, chasing her along and keeping her on track. Things are still a mess, but now more so than ever, she can't wait to see God's smiling face and feel his warm embrace. The Lord is her shepherd and she will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Tasha's story. But what about you? Is your life marked by a a deepening longing to be closer to your shepherd? Can you trace God's kindness through the valleys? Are you looking forward to eternity with your shepherd? This sheep, the shepherd of Israel has been on a journey. From the pastures to the streams, along the path through the valley, a stop before their enemies, and now at last back home. This sh- this psalm stands as an invitation to own David's words as your own, if you haven't yet. Enter into his fold by trusting the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, to provide for you, to guide and protect you, and to bring you back home safely. Let's finish by praying together. Gracious God, you are our good, great And chief shepherd, we long to dwell in your presence forever, safe and sound under your roof. Forgive us when we've tried to keep ourselves safe. You have and are protecting us from our greatest enemies when you sent the Lord Jesus to die and rise again. We thank you. We turn away from trying to protect ourselves and admit without you, we're defenseless. Amen.